Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Cyber attacks, malware on the colonial pipeline in the United States. So a lot. You've seen the videos. You've seen the... uh the video of gas stations that are without any fuel and people in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia lining up and not being able to buy gas and uh, there's all sorts of impact. And uh, the question becomes, is it 21st century war waging? And then we add to that the United States State Department report that China's engaged in bioweaponizing viruses as a winning strategy for World War III. You'll be hearing the uh, the chairman of the British Parliament Foreign Affairs Committee on this program tomorrow on that issue. Let's get at this uh, whole issue of the colonial pipelines. Uh, Dr. Christian Luprecht joins us, professor at RMC and Queen's University, international security expert, of course, very much involved with NATO, a senior fellow at the MacDonald Laurier Institute and a frequent witness at uh, parliamentary committees. Christian, thank you very much for, for taking the time. Is this Was this... Um, this uh, attack on Colonial, was it criminal gang exclusively or was there Russian state involvement more than likely? So there's certainly, I think, two Russian dimensions. The obvious one is that Dark Side uses a script that does not go after any uh, computers, uh, servers uh, that have their default language set to Russian. Uh, so there is a considerable suspicion that it is being it is located in Russia, um, so in Russian jurisdiction, and thereby at a minimum being tolerated by Russia, uh, if not actively encouraged by Russia. And this is one of the general problems with ransomware that we need to go, even though there might not be uh, overt state-based involvement. Um, these uh, organized crime efforts still play into broader Russian-Chinese strategy to undermine our prosperity and our critical infrastructure. Um, and so we need to have better deterrent measures to discourage countries from effectively harboring these types of groups. But you might also reckon that after the United States imposed uh, some pretty visible and severe sanctions on uh, the Russian uh, regime and members of the Russian kleptocracy um, after the solar winds espionage effort, which was the single biggest uh, espionage, exfil cyber exfiltration uh, uh, known in U.S. history, uh, that this is also perhaps uh, retribution, uh, given how strategically significant uh, the colonial pipeline is for uh, U.S. fuel markets. So are we, as I heard several people say over the last couple of days, are we in the precursor to an actual war? I don't want to frighten people, but I've heard this said repeatedly, and uh, and they add to that the U.S. State Department releasing information that uh, the China has or is engaging in or talking about engaging in 
developing bioweapons, including viruses, and considering those bioweapons to be ultimately the winning factor in, in any war. Is this just bad stuff that's going on, or is there a big picture implication here? Look, Roy, I'm sorry to tell you, this is not a precursor to a war. We are in a war. And we've been in this war for years. It's just the public isn't realizing it, that we are under constant attack. And the Russian and Chinese strategies are uh, geostrategically to attack and undermine us on a broad spectrum on everything from the political dimension, economic dimension, military, cyber, wherever they can get at us. This is a deliberate strategy to undermine um, Western democracies, uh, the Western way of life, security in Western countries, and the stability of our democratic institutions and the security of our societies. And so we need to see what's happening to Colonial Pipeline in the bigger picture of cyber. So there's to say the solar winds uh, espionage exploit that was extremely sophisticated, the Microsoft exchange exploit and the reckless way in which Chinese intelligence went after that exploit that violated any and all conventions of espionage and how you act in the international sphere. It was completely reckless. It was completely irresponsible. Um, and it's part of the reason why the Americans are very angry with uh, uh, with China, because the Russians, to some extent, stuck to the con to international conventions of espionage. The Chinese completely violated them from top to bottom. But the key is that our adversaries are deliberately playing below the threshold of the declaration of war. So just below that threshold of armed conflict. So below the, the threshold of NATO Article 5, for instance, and below that threshold, international law by and large does not apply. So the UN Declaration on Human Rights, um, laws of war and so forth. And so we really have an anarchic environment. And this is why playing in this environment, the way our adversaries are conducting themselves is so dangerous because we don't have rules of the road. And so the risk of escalation is very high and not just the risk of cyber escalation, but the risk of strategic escalation also in the kinetic sphere uh, as a result of, uh, of a cyber, uh, of, of cyber compromise, exploits, vulnerabilities, attacks, sabotage, and so forth. So yes, we are in a war, make no mistake about it. And it is happening every day, every minute. That's, that's alarming. And uh, you're, you're probably, not probably, of all the people I know, Personally, you are the most expert when it comes to analyzing what's happening as far as global conflicts are concerned. Can you remind us, please, what solar winds was about? So the solar winds exploit uh, was a supply chain third party exploit. It is a back end that is run by many companies. One of the challenges that we have generally in the cyber domain is that we've created essentially a monoculture. There's a handful of companies that provide uh, most of the backends and much of the um, um, and, and, and much of the software, much of the programs on which sort of uh, uh, many of the um, uh, larger machines uh, and also our personal computers run. And the SolarWinds exploit was a uh, reaction to a 2015-16 effort by the Russians that was very noisy to go after U.S. government installations, basically using uh, social engineering and phishing software that was rather clumsily done. So everybody knew the Russians were behind it. So the Russians went back to the drawing board um, and they orchestrated this extremely sophisticated exploitation that ran for several months that would have required uh, extremely high level competency among multiple groups, um, uh, the way it covered its tracks, uh, the way the exploit itself 
uh, functioned. Um, and and it's uh, among uh, hundreds of companies, including over 100 companies here in Canada, it also compromised uh, nine U.S. agencies, including some of the security and defense sectors. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, we had the exploit of the Microsoft Exchange server, uh, which um, allowed uh, an infiltration of that server. And when the Chinese became aware of the fact that uh, Microsoft was going to patch Uh, that vulnerability, they scanned the entire internet and inserted themselves into every place on the internet where they could find that vulnerability. School boards, hospitals, critical infrastructure, and what they also did in the process, they opened that vulnerability for every organized crime syndicate in the world to exploit that vulnerability. And that's why what the Chinese did was so irresponsible. What the Russians did was wrong, but it was classic Russian espionage. And so it shows that this is we, we are there's no it's not a coincidence the colonial pipeline the solar winds the the Microsoft Exchange that our adversaries are constantly looking for every and any advantage and vulnerability they can possibly exploit and they exploit it to the max every time. So I have to ask you and we're going to get into this in more detail tomorrow when I speak with the uh, the chairman of the Foreign Affairs Committee of the British Parliament. But what do you make then of the U.S. State Department report? Uh, actually leaking of Chinese information out of China, including uh, the, the, the authors of this this information included, I believe, 10 People's Liberation Army generals, that China is engaged in bioweaponizing viruses as the winning strategy for World War III. This almost starts to sound like, well, James Bond's coming through the door. So this would fit with broader Chinese strategy. For instance, when it comes to cyber, uh, Chinese doctrine sees cyber as a first strike weapon. So um, that is to say that they reserve the right to use cyber to take down um, basically the critical infrastructure in our society and to sow chaos in our society. And if you look at uh, at what happened in Texas after the storm, when the lights went out, that would be the way China would go about, uh, given that it is um, kinetically um, it is weaker than the United States, so um, its its first attack would be to try to uh, cause as much disruption to our society as they could, so the United States would have a hard time uh, mounting an effective uh, counterattack. And right. so what this shows is that Chinese aren't just playing in the cyber domain, they're trying to make sure they have a full spectrum of weapons, from atomic weapons, biological weapons, chemical weapons, uh, cyber weapons, in addition to the rather vast conventional at, uh, arsenal, plus the hypersonic missiles that they are working on that we currently cannot intercept in terms of the North American Aerospace Defense Command and unmanned um, uh, underwater uh, vehicles uh, that can lurk off our shorelines and from which the Chinese can uh, can launch uh, conventional or uh, nuclear missiles um, onto the North American continent. So make no mistake about it, uh, the Chinese are being, being extremely aggressive and what is going on is extremely dangerous, which is why we need to make sure that in North America we have an effective deterrent capacity because the only way we can prevent them from using those weapons is to make sure the Chinese understand that on the first hand, we have the opportunity for them to deny them the ability right. to use those weapons, but it, should they ever attempt to deploy these weapons, uh, that we have the opportunity to punish them and punish them so hard that they would never dare attempt to de- deploy them. Just tell me again, what's the most recent book that our listeners can get? Um, so uh, you might want to look at sort of the lessons from the Enhanced Forward Presence 2017-2020, uh, which is a book that I put out with the NATO Defense College, which is our uh, um, mission to Latvia to support the broader Operation Reassurance, uh, which is a 
um, an effort by NATO member countries to support other right. NATO member countries to contain uh, Russian revisionism and uh, hegemonic uh, policy across uh, the eastern, uh, northeastern and southeastern flank right down into the Black Sea. Okay. The name of it again, the title again? Um, Lessons from the Enhanced Forward Presence 2017 to 2020, available for open access and free download from the Research Division of the NATO Defense College. By Dr. Christian Luprecht. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 